Hello, guys, and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. There's some weird stuff going on with my audio at the moment. For some reason, I think my microphone cable is out, so I need to switch it up. So if we have any audio issues, I do apologize. But today, um, I'm very, very happy to bring today's guest because uh, this has been on the cards for a while, a while. Um, I was working with uh, Amy Tui uh, for a while. She's an amazing girl. She's fantastic. Um, and um, she mentioned someone that was a bit of a mentor for her and really helped her um, sort of... Uh, I don't know what the way, well, it's hard to find the words. Better yourself seems like a, a such a negative way of saying doing well and, and pushing yourself forward. But my guest today is Sasha Holly. Bye. How are you, Sasha? Are you good? I am grand, thank you. It's a beautiful day. And yeah, I'm here. I'm breathing. So I'm all good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I have been overdoing it over the last couple of weeks. So um, I've been kind of stepping away not doing the work I should be doing, but more sort of enjoying time with my family, knowing that I'm falling behind on things, you know, <laughs> so like, it's, it's, it's just a hard to balance things out without making yourself go off the edge a little bit. You know, you gotta, you gotta realize, you know, I'm, I'm only human. I can't do all this. So that's, that's where mm. I'm at the moment. <laughs> I think the reason why we struggle with balance is because balance is a, almost like a, a false ideology and actually true life balance can't ever fully be achieved and how sometimes we have to know that you do have to drop the hammer on work side of things you know and what we use in the coaching club is imagine you've got um a gas burner gas hob and you've got family it could be friends and social life then you've got career then it could be like your own personal standards um you can't have all of those burners on flat out at once so they kind of have to be dialed in so you've probably just had a bit kind of excess work for the last couple of weeks and now you've turned that burner down and you've up the family side of things i think that's great good oh, i'm glad i'm doing something rather it's good to hear positive you know when you feel like oh my god i haven't done my homework teacher's gonna go nuts like so it's nice to be able to say oh actually no it's fine <laughs> it's all right just yeah, you yeah. just gotta catch up a bit later on but the thing is i do live for it i live for um uh the high pressure let's go out there get some content meant something great and put myself on the spot a little bit i do like that don't get me wrong but i think sometimes i wade too far into it before i'm kind of like oh my god what have i done to myself you know <laughs> i think that's kind of i'm not the only one that goes through that um i guess mm. it's quite common um and sasha um the people watching this you you may have may or may not have seen sasha's amazing facebook lives walking around i saw one this morning that was fantastic yeah. the, the speed in which you scaled that that cock by the way just i was just like wow <laughs> fantastic <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I'm rapid>. <laughs> <laughs> where does this all begin like how do you start on this trajectory um because the way I see it is not everybody can be a life coach. Not everybody can go out there and want to help others. You've got to kind of be built a certain way, I guess. Um, so how do you start on this path? Mm. So just side note, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a qualified life oh. coach at all. Um, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Though. Sorry. Like, you can clarify people that. see me. <laughs> people see me um, like helping people with their lives and they assume I'm a life coach. I, I help people to lead and live a better life, but I'm not a certified life coach. I just have to say that. Um, okay. So I suppose I don't really know. I've just lost your audio for a second there, Sasha. I'm very sorry. Um, I don't know why. Is this okay? Uh, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Is it not um, really distorted? It's a bit echoey, but it's fine. I can work with it. I can edit the, the, the post-production. It'll be fine. Absolutely fine. So you're just explaining how you're not a life coach, um, but you do these things to people and people assume that you are. 
Yeah, so I suppose I do help people to um, lead and live a better life, but I'm just not a certified life coach. So I just wanted to put that in there in case there's any life coaches listening like, oh, let's check her on the registry. But no. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I suppose like when you ask like, where like where does this come from why do you want to help people and for that we have to go right back so at the age of four my dad got sent to prison I'm not going to go into details I can do but I think this is a bit of a family podcast so we don't need to go too far into that we got sent to prison basically so I was a four-year-old who had this parental figure who I absolutely idolized and he was no longer there I also had a mum who was um, 38 when she had me, which back in those days, 30 years ago, was quite late. Um, And my other three siblings, they all have the same dad. And I have a different dad. Obviously, there's a 10 year gap between me and my next um, sibling up. I don't know why I said obviously, because that's not obvious. But yeah, so (laughs) there's a lot of me from my younger years of feeling different, feeling like I had to exceed and succeed and really kind of push myself in order to fit in. I completely wipe the floor with my siblings when it comes to results and grades and everything like that. And I have that high achieving driven tendency. Now, that has only become apparent in my mind over the last couple of um, years, I suppose. But looking back now, like you can't connect the dots looking forwards, you can only connect going backwards and going, okay, that now makes sense. And you know, I've gone through, I've never been one of those people who are scared by change to the point that it stops me embarking on it. You know, I said that I was going to go to university, took a gap year, decided I didn't want to go. So just binned it, like, regardless of the amount of people who were like, you need to go to uni, you know, university is great, you must go. But I kind of just went, no, I don't want to do it. You know, and I've always had that kind of intuitive path of like this is where we're going to go and you're going to go against the grain a little bit society won't think that this is the right thing for you to do but we're just going to do it anyway always been a little bit ballsy like that and now after being a personal trainer so I was a personal trainer from the age of 19 up to about the age of 28 I suppose um, and worked in a local gym called Bannertines and built myself up made a really good connection and community with the place there Um, but I always knew I was capable of more it's great helping people to get physically fit it's great helping people to get strong it's great being there with them one-to-one but I've always had a huge interest and kind of passion around human behavior psychology why do we do what we do And that's what I wanted to start to delve into. So when COVID came along, that's when I was like, this is a bit of an opportunity, actually. So I hired a mentor, and that is where we created the coaching club. So my very kind of passion behind what I do stems right the way back from a child, that you can be anything that you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. You are are limitless. You can do it. The potential that you are currently hitting is way capped you know, is so capped compared to where you can go. And I know some people listening to this will be like, oh, here we go. Here's a young 30-year-old woman who's all woo-woo and stuff. But trust me, if you have the desire and drive to change, you can do it. I'm not saying yeah. you can become Mo Farah overnight, but you can definitely start by going for a walk. One of my heroes in life, um, well, there's two that, that completely change your bodies. There's people laugh at this. One of them is Kevin Smith, like the director, did Jane Silent Bob, Clerks, and all that stuff. He had a heart attack. He was a big guy. He was famous for the um, 
uh, is it Southwest Airlines where they they tried to they threw him off a flight because he was too big for the one seat. So they, he was always that guy, uh, but he had a heart attack and he lost loads of weight. Um, loads and loads of weight. He became vegan and just was like, nope, I'm going to walk, run you in Camden every day and lose weight. And he looks amazing now. And the other one is Ethan Suplee, um, who is, um, he's an actor who is in lots and lots of films. You'll recognize him soon. As, I'll show you the picture now. Um, you'll recognize him from most films in the 90s, early 90s. And his transformation is amazing. That is wow. Ethan Suplee. Um, he always played the fat, dumb guy. And now he's 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 ripped. Like he's got an amazing podcast um, where he talks about his and, and he's very much guy, uh, very much the same. Like diets are, I was only only swore then. Diet diets are terrible. If you want it, go and get it. Like he's 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 very um, uh, uh, inspirational in that way. So I, I agree with you. If you want it, you can definitely go and get it. Mm. And I think you know delving into the diets a terrible thing. Yes, they are. Um, because they are a temporary fix to a lifelong system, i.e. your body, and mm -hmm. the fact that your body needs food for the rest of its life to survive. You know, whereas a diet comes in and it goes, let's just do this to achieve this finite goal, and then you revert back to old methods. And also what a diet is, as is a gym, as is, you know, just a, I don't know, a 12-week fitness plan, they are tactics. They are based on a tactic level. They are not about the thinking behind why we do what we do. So why is it that you stay in bed in the morning rather than get up and go for a walk? Why is it that you're emotionally eating? What is it that is causing you to feel different to your siblings? You know, diets don't and gym memberships and all those lovely things, which can sometimes work. And even dieting to a degree can be great for some people. But it has to be taken with a pinch of salt and also molded into your life. And you must be going deeper. You must be going one level deeper to understand the behavior, you know, because if you're just doing the behavior and you're just going to go for 12 weeks, I am prepared to replace this behavior with this behavior to reach that goal. What happens once you've reached the goal? You've repressed normally, yourself. And you're going on holiday or something like normally people want to get fit for holiday or, you know, they've just... They don't fit in their jeans. So they just need to lose a couple of pounds in order to get them on. But you you go backwards, don't you? You go, well, I'm just, I've done this to replace this. Now I'm there. I just go back to this, you know, whereas actually we need to go, do you want to keep going up and down in your way, up and down, up and down every single year and come back to this same position, more and more feeling like a failure every time, probably heavier every time? Or do you actually want to nip it in the bud once and for all? And that's what I help people to do. I want to nip it in the bud. <laughs> that's what I definitely want to do. I mean, I don't know what I've done to myself over the last year. I mean, people that I'm in, the, I'm definitely very much in the public eye when it comes to Shrewsbury right now. My face is everywhere, right? And Pete, I've I released um, a live video, um, like a, an intro to my live show, and I'm skinny. And I thought I was fat at that time, and I was I wasn't I was skinny. And this is I was on the keto diet, right? And it was it was fantastic. It was a way of life for us. It helped us at the time and it's right once i got to a, a stage where i thought i was happy i went way back to where i was way before keto and put the weight back on and some so you're right i mean like you are the professor sasha i, I don't I, I, I believe what you say um and you know it's it's about rewiring that brain isn't it permanently and it, you know how do you do that how do you rewire that how do you, how do you change your way of life forever mm, it, it's like <laughs> It slightly triggers me when people are like, oh, keto worked, past tense. No, it didn't work. 
you know it didn't work i've should still be doing it and i like sorry 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 everyone who's like doing slimming world and be like no, slimming no. world works you unless you want to keep on the yo-yo on the diet roller coaster then carry like if that's what you want then please carry on do we do a diet every springtime lose weight for summer then gain it all again over the winter then come back here again if that is how you wish to live your life please be my guest okay but if we're looking at making long-term solutions yeah long-term changes if you want to really focus on on living the healthiest life the most abundant life because you've got your health then we need to start looking at changing the narrative a little bit and looking at things from a very different way so there's a lot to unpick obviously as with any journey but you need to consider so Say, for example, what we do inside the coaching club, the very first thing that we do, and this is tactics, okay? This is not the thinking side of things. So the very first tactics that we will do, and this is tangible stuff that people can take away from the podcast, even including yourself if you want to, and start to implement. Step one, optimize your nutrition, okay? Look at how, super simple, right? How many portions of fruit and veg do you have in a day? How many are you having? Uh, Probably one a week. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Of fruit and veg. Oh, vegetables. Uh, vegetables. I'll definitely have vegetables at least once a day. Yeah. Okay. So what we would look at doing there is go, on average, we're having one portion of fruit and veg per day. Okay. So we now need to gain and go up to two. Make that become habitual. Then mm. once that's habitual, we go up to three. Once that becomes habitual four and then all the way up to five, the actually daily recommended is something like 10. Um, at the NHS, just try and say it to be kind to get people to go from eating no vegetables to at least one portion per day. Five a day. You know, and yeah. just try and aim for the five a day. Because what happens mm. when you have more vegetables and nutrients in your system is you have more energy, you have more desire to move your body, you feel healthier, you know you're putting dividends into your health. And also... If you're filling yourself up on other foods like that, and let's face it, vegetables are high volume foods with minimal calories. So you could literally have the biggest bowl of roasted vegetables with a bit of Dijon mustard or whatever it is that you wanted on them, with maybe some honey, tiny bit. And then you've got this massive bowl of food, which if you're a foodie like me will be like heaven. You can then eat all of that, be full, but for a quarter of the calories compared to a massive bowl of pasta, for example. So the very first step that you're looking to do is optimize your nutrition. What do people normally do? Restrict. When we have mass restriction, okay, and we are like severely looking at pulling down the calories, oh, I can't have good, I can't have any naughty food, inverted commas, in the week, you know, when we have these rules around food, we then always will be followed with a binge. So you, keto worked for you for X amount of time, restriction, but then you went all the way the other way because it's always followed with a binge and a binge could be a day or it could be a year. Yeah. So that was definitely a year for me. I, yeah. I definitely like, you know, we, I saw you this morning talking about emotional eating and stuff, you know, and, um, yeah. I think I, I was up, wait, I, it's just, I, I was scrolling for your Facebook, so it could have been this morning. It could have been another video, but like, I, I definitely like, I mean, I, I, I excel in some things and don't excel in others. And I feel like I, kind of punish myself or I need uh, a safety net for those other things I think I feel in. When it comes to talking behind a microphone, I am king, right? Nobody can, I, I do this thing because I'm good at it, right? That is what I excel in. 
being out there in the world and speaking to people in person is something I don't deal very well with, which is very odd. Um, and I feel like I need to, I need, I kind of panic a little bit. So when I get home from a busy day of festival, or I've done something like that. I'm kind of like, Oh my God, I'm so terrible. I did all these terrible things. Uh, that's going to take away, you know, uh, ah, that'll make me feel a bit better for a little bit of a, a moment. Then I'll eat it and I'll feel guilty. You know, you probably hear this all the time. I'm sure. Mm. Mm. Yeah. There's so much to unpick there. Cause one, why are you so hard on yourself when you don't do things as well as you'd like? It is something I've always done, I guess. I, I don't know. It's it's just, um, I guess it's my system. I, I feel I try my best to, with, with the biscuit, I put a lot, of, lot of time into it. So like, I feel like if I've, if I've slipped, like I did a, a live show on Wednesday, and if you guys watch this live, you'll you'll you'll, uh, you'll comprehend what I'm, where I'm coming from. The the audio was bad, uh, the internet was bad. My low my notes weren't coming up as they were supposed to be, so I was kind of like, then eh, 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 eh. <laughs> this live, and afterwards I just felt so terrible. I was like, this, this is the thing I've worked towards, and it's a show like that that could probably ruin it all. So I feel like I've done a bad disservice to myself. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that that feels bad to me. Um, where, you know, uh, there, there are times when I'm just like, uh, as far as my image is concerned, I don't particularly care. Never have done uh, as uh, how I look. It's how I perform. That's how, mm. that's how I judge myself. Yeah. You will have picked up the high achieving perfectionist, potentially uh, tendencies from somewhere. And they can come from, you know, when we're children and we don't have control and we realize that if we get good grades, similar to mine, you know, I realized if I would perform and get good grades that my mum would be the one who would give, you know, the, the kind of um, celebration and the attention to me. So that's why I picked it up. And the more research you do into, you know, um, high achieving tendencies and, and the self-applied pressure, listen to those words, self-applied, you know, to exceed, um, the more you understand, because it's not, again, sorry to trigger you, but it's not just the way you are. You have learned that behavior because deep, you know, back when you were a baby, there was no need to perform. There was no need to drive. There was no need to succeed at the cost of self. And then also like when you were learning to walk, you would stand up, take a step and then fall over. Then you'd be like, okay, that didn't work. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again. Yeah. How about if you could apply the innocent ability of experimentation to like you did when you were learning to walk to you showing up on a live video to you talking at a festival you know because mm. as adults we learn at some point in life failure is not okay we also look at it from a like a really kind of um like a tunnel vision focus you're great at these podcasts give yourself a pat on the back you are still working and building the skill of speaking in person i'm exactly the same Give yourself credit for trying. Give yourself credit for experimenting. Also give yourself compassion for understanding that any skill, if you want to become a skillful human, we have to go through the phase of being, um, what's that word? So consciously incompetent so that we can get uh -huh. to the level of being consciously competent. Everything is a skill in life. Even the whole thing of mastering emotional eating, you know, ordering the takeaway when you get home. Yeah, you had a bit of comfort because you felt a bit sorry for yourself or you'd had a crappy day. You decided to order a takeaway. Cool. That's all right. You've One thing that's great here is you've identified that. You know that you've yeah. done that. And, it, you know, 
um, emotional eating is a big thing. And it's something that we, especially if you've been on binge restrict cycles, the amount of joy we get from food is, it's, um, you know, it's something that is innate. It's within us. We can't help the fact that we do find uh, food joyous. That's okay. But if we make food scarce, and especially that highly palatable, highly tasty food, if we make it scarce, it's like someone be like, right, Alex, there's a big red bo- uh, button here. Okay. Big red one. Okay. Do not touch it because you just, yeah, just don't touch it. Don't tell You're me that, man. Gonna want- <laughs> no, 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 no. You're going to want to touch the button. And it's exactly yeah. the same. This do not eat that food, putting these food rules in place. Oh, no, you're not allowed to take away. I would almost actively plan for the fact that I'm going to go talk at a festival today. It's out of my comfort zone. I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be panicky. I'm going to come away and I'm going to want to congratulate myself. Do I want a glass of fizz or do I want a Chinese or do I want both? Okay, plan it. Be realistic with yourself. We cause ourselves so much heartache, stress and self-berating because of the rules that we kind of put on ourselves or society puts on us. Whereas actually you are an adult. You have control of how you live your life now and the decisions that you That's make. That's the worst thing. I can go to Aldi now and buy eight tubs of ice cream. I'm not going to, by the way. Eight tubs of ice cream. And eat them all because I'm an adult. I can do what I want. But no, I get what you mean. No, it's, it's, it is, it is about, it's about controlling your emotions so much you don't crash. You don't, you sort of murder yourself inside. You know, you're allowed to do these mm. things. Um, it's nice. Also, I, I, so another thing right. on that is, um, the emotions aren't the problem. It's what you think about the emotions. So we all have days where we struggle to get out of bed. We all have days where we like body image and we look at ourselves in the mirror and we're like, oh God, really? You know, we beat ourselves up or we're anxious. Like for me, self-applied pressure is something I do quite a lot. So I identify it, accept it and honor what I need in that moment. What a lot of us do because of maybe how we were parented or teachers when we were younger. Oh, no, don't cry. Don't cry. No, you're not allowed to cry. Come on. It's fine. Come on. It's absolutely fine. Suppress, suppress, suppress. Then what happens? We need to eat eat our emotions to make ourselves feel better. Maybe numb ourselves with some alcohol. All these kind of instant gratification resources that are out there to take us away from the present moment and how we're actually feeling. So remember, the emotions aren't the problem. It's almost like your relationship with the emotions. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. And, you know, we could we could definitely dive down that rubber hole for a whole hour and a half just by itself, couldn't we? <laughs> There's so much to unpack there just with that bit there, you know. Um, and you must be dealing with, like, with, with the amount of people that you do help. You must be dealing with so many different um, uh, perspectives of how, how people um, want to help themselves and how they try and navigate through this. Especially, I mean, for example, speaking about the world of Instagram, I mean, it, we talk about the Instagram verse and how, how you know, damaging it can be, but it's all, it can also be quite rewarding as well when you see your achievements, you know? So it kind of has that flip side. Do you deal with that quite a bit? What do you mean when you say damaging? What point are you on about there? Well, we've been talking about um, how young people um, see bodies on Instagram and they, they they perceive that's how a body should look when there's a lot of photos on there that are photoshopped or that they, they're taking up the perfect angle. And no, not everybody has to look like that. That's just, that's just what, that's Instagram, you know, quotation, Instagram. So this, you know, I've heard a lot of talk about how it can be damaging for, for young women in particular um, to see that, to be immersed into that and, and to try and, uh, you know, try and attain those goals that are at times unachievable. 
Mm. I think comparison is a thing that's happened for years, not just because of Instagram. You know, when I was younger, it was, um, what was it like, is this glam magazine on like the Kate Mosses of the world? And she would have the tiniest like patch of cellulite on the back of her legs and they'd be zooming in with a big circle. Yeah. God. Um, so comparison has always been a thing. Um, the, God, this is going to get a bit preachy, but Imagine if we taught life skills in school. Imagine if a school curriculum wasn't just about history, maths and science. You know, imagine if we taught them how to handle and deal with their emotions. Imagine if we taught them that every single body on this planet is different. And that's what's beautiful about our bodies and ourselves as unique gifts in our personality and our characteristic traits. Imagine if we actually equipped children today with the things that they're actually going to need. And sure, there is a place for the curriculum and a great job, but we're almost left to fend for ourselves. Even if you look down the route of business, you don't get taught anything about business in school. You get taught How do you pay your taxes? There you go. They don't teach you it. No, they don't. So it's like looking at... No, like, so... Because I work with women who are generally, like, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, so... There is still comparison. Of course there is. But it's not like looking on Instagram and being like, uh, I don't know, like putting a younger model on a pedestal because we're actually very like one of my biggest traits um, and values, if you like, is to be authentic. And funny, you should mention this about the kind of edited Photoshop um, images because how many months ago was it now? Like four months ago, I did a photo shoot and it was with a professional photographer. I had my makeup done. I had, um, and then she obviously went away and edited the photos because that is what photographers do of this sort. Um, and actually, ironically, yesterday, I had a, um, a message on my social media of this woman absolutely slamming me because I'm meant to be empowering women and how dare I airbrush myself and edit my photos in order to make myself look better. And I agree if my social media was full of a airbrushed version of Sasha, which it's not. There are five no. photos that no. I purchased, right? Five photos. And I've put a couple of them on. And I'm okay with that because you know what? I worked towards a goal. I worked my ass off and I hit it and I felt proud of myself. And so you should. the problem here, yeah, the problem here isn't isn't that I shared this photo because people who say stuff that may be of a tone that make can make you feel a little bit crappy. It's not about, so if I was to um, say something about you, I am projecting an insecurity on you, but an insecurity that I feel in myself. So this woman, for example, she's projecting an insecurity. Maybe she's not happy in her skin. Maybe she's not liking her body or she's got a poor relationship with food at the minute. So she's projecting onto me how dare you do this? You know, it's wrong and blah, 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 body, body, body. That's got nothing to do with me. I'm just her sounding board, if you like. I'm her punch bag. Now, how that lands in me and if I take offense to that has nothing to do with her. Because if she lands in an insecurity in me, then I'm going to feel offended. Then I'm going to feel the need to defend myself. Then I'm going to feel the need to, you know, um, whatever it might be. So this is where kind of insults if you like or the way that humans are to each other sometimes is interesting because what they say has nothing to do with you and how you feel has nothing to do with them and it creates panic yeah. like it, for me that would create panic if somebody was up to be like oh whitely the biscuits right i'd be I'd like 
uh, I wouldn't know where to do myself because I, I'd work really hard on it and I'd be like, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be typing and deleting and typing and deleting and then going away from it. And then but just, it would just absolutely go because this is my world, right? And what you've created for yourself with, with what you do with, with the coaching club is something you've worked hard towards and you do deserve to have those rewards. And nobody has a right to talk about anybody's image anyway. I mean, they do. I know they do. And we've got to prepare ourselves for that. But um, if anybody's going to, you know, sort of slam me for what I do, like, oh, at the same time, I want to give you all the abuse that's inside my head and defend myself. But at the same time, I know it's not professional. You know, it's just a horrible situation. So imagine if someone said to you, the biscuit is a aviation business. You'd be like, are you all right, mate? Like, is everything okay? Like, it clearly isn't. So the reason why when someone says something and it triggers us, and remember it's nothing about when something triggers us, it's nothing about, you know, um, them necessarily. It's something that already exists within us. So if someone said to you, the biscuit is crap, it's because there could be an element of you that maybe thinks that. Do you second guess it? Do you sometimes think it could be better? All the time. Are Openly on the show. <laughs> Every episode. Sorry. <laughs> are your expectations higher than you can actually match up to right now? Are you trying to run before you can walk? So when something lands in you, it's because it's an insecurity that already exists. So someone could say to me, the coaching club is um, not great. And I'll be like, cool, maybe it's just not great for you. But I know there's proof in the pudding. And I know that what we do is absolutely life-changing for the right type of woman. Therefore, mm. please, you know, I thank you for your feedback. And if it can be a bit more constructive than that, then I would definitely sit down and have a brew with you to talk over it. But other than that, please go and take your insecurities elsewhere. Yeah. I'd be like, well, the downloads uh, prove you wrong there, Sunshine. The yeah. is doing quite well. Thank you very much. Uh, people like it. They yeah, exactly. It <laughs> and that's all you need. That's all you need. So when those comments, if they ever do get made, your instant reaction is that kind of inner child in you that will be a bit like, ow, that stings. But then you go, hang on, rational brain, let's kick in. My downloads are banging. I'm getting loads of people mm. commenting that they're loving it. Da, 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 da. Let's apply the evidence. Because just because that one person said it's not, who else agrees with that one person? Because the thousands of downloads that you're getting don't agree with them. So yeah. this is where we always need to look for evidence. And people will only criticize from their own place of pain. So just remember that next time. And maybe there's some jealousy there. You just don't know. I love it. I, I, I love what we do. I, it, it's like walking on a tightrope. It really is. I was um, I was horrified, but I don't like to get political at all, even on Twitter, like with a biscuit normally. Um, but I saw something about uh, that Kaczynski had said about the hospital staff um, in Shropshire. And I was like, ooh, and I went straight on Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, how dare you, Kaczynski? And I was like, I, was like, I don't know where that came from. Um, but it's like, I like I like to avoid certain things with a biscuit, but I, the, the, the gloves were off at that point. I didn't care. It's mm -hmm. weird, isn't it? How we, uh, how we set ourselves up for, for these sort of falls. And like, I'm so careful with things, but yesterday I didn't care. I was like, oh, he's, get, he's getting it. <laughs> so weird. And that's all right. You know, sometimes you will go through phases of being like that. And we are only human. And sometimes you just need to let rip and just go for it. You know, I actually did this to the um, social media comment yesterday. Yes, usually I will read it, absorb it. Is there any is there anything that I can learn from this? Is there anything I actually need to take on board? Is it constructive? No, 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 no. Delete it, block, done. 
But yesterday I felt the need to share that actually this happens to us all. We get trolled, we get abused, we get, you know, all we will receive these things and to share it with people will hopefully help when, you know, say, for example, you receive a crappy message in the next few months, you'll remember back to this conversation and be like, it's okay. It's not just me. It happens all the time and it's a projection. So I think, you know, sometimes allowing yourself to just let rip is, is, is okay, you know. <laughs> Good, good. Let off a bit of steam. Just to be careful where you do that, folks. Uh, if you're listening, <laughs> um, Sasha, yeah. I think I think you're, you're you're fascinating. I think what you do is fantastic. Um, you help so much people, and I love chatting to you actually. Um, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll definitely do a chapter two. Maybe we can meet up and do it like in person. Um, unless people enjoying this on YouTube, we'll we'll put this on YouTube. If people enjoy actually seeing this uh, rather than just listening to the audio version, please get in touch with us, um, Sasha. If people want to. Um, sort of get involved with the coaching club and, and yourself um, how would they find you guys you're better off just finding me at the minute because the website is going for a bit of a rebuild so I am on Facebook and Instagram Sasha Holly by we also have an Instagram page that's called the coaching club worldwide I only work with women um, and only women of a particular calibre because I know I can get them ridiculous results. So it's like if you're driven, ambitious, time poor, but you know that you're capable of so much more and you're not tapping into your potential, you want holistic results, not just to do with the dieting side of things, then maybe we can have a chat and we'll discuss whether the coaching club is the right place for you to step up into the next version of yourself. And that's one of the things I love about you is, um, you know, you talk about um, our focus mentally as well, you know, and I think that's fantastic because, you know, <laughs> for us guys, I know you help women, but for, for us guys, it's kind of like, right, you've got to eat red meat, all this alpha stuff. And I'm not, I'm not that guy. All right. I, I can go to the gym and I can, I can run 5k. I, I've been at the gym recently doing 5k and people are like, why you can't run 5k? And I'll be like, yo, look, I just did 5k. It's there. Look, I've got a belly, but I can run. Jesus Christ, leave me alone. Um, <laughs> Let me live. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Sasha, we will do, we'll do chapter two. Um, I really Definitely. would love to do this. And maybe what we can do is we can um, set some homework for myself. I don't know. We can work away with helping me and helping listen at the same time, but also not giving too much of a freebie away. Cause obviously you, you need to, I don't you need to be, uh, so so here we go the freebie the stuff to go and work away on is first of all monitor your nutrient intake okay so have a look at how many fruit and veg you're eating and gradually add one per period until it feels normal habitual then add another and get up to five once you've done that have a look at your protein you want to be aiming for so if you're currently having um meat or meat substitutes with one meal per day up it to two but you need to get the fruit and veg to five first then you come on to protein we want to build that gradually up to three then you want to start maintaining all of that then looking at your water intake you know if you're currently having 15 espressos a day we need to tap that down replace one of them with water make sure that feels habitual then another one you know and it's a really slow process and this is why shredded eight week plans are the biggest load of bs ever because it takes time for these changes to embed long term so the minimum term I'll work with anyone is six months because it takes time to go right the way through these habits, swap them out, be challenged with things like holidays or, you know, family dramas and different things like that that will kind of put us into a different state. And therefore we are more prone to doing things like emotionally eating and all those wonderful things. So 
that would be the first thing I would ask you to do is let's look at optimizing with first of all, fruit and veg, then go up to your protein and then go onto your water. And that should take you um, maybe eight weeks. Okay. And in eight, okay. eight weeks time, we're having five fruit and veg a day every day. And it's habitual. It's easy. You love it. Three servings of protein per day and two liters of water. That's in eight weeks is rapid for that, to be fair. And we're not doing this basing on the progress. We're doing it based on process. Okay. I don't care if you don't lose weight. Okay. For now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we've got to focus yeah. on the process because once we're process focused as a byproduct of that, things should start to happen, but we're not going to focus on it. Okay. It's all about, the, it's all about rewiring your brain, right? Making sure that this is how we live now. Okay. This isn't. <laughs> okay. And we'll stop, do that. Stop. Yeah. And the final thing, because people will hear eight weeks and maybe no weight loss. Why does that matter if we're going to be changing this for the rest of your life? We live in a very instant society. You order something on Amazon Prime, you can usually get it by the end of the day or by tomorrow morning. So we want instant gratification. I cannot urge you enough with this own self-development, wellness, holistic wellness program, um, not program, but your way of life. If we want this to be consistent, we don't ever want to be in this position again. We have to gradually, slowly move the needle and really refrain from that instant gratification. So remember, when you're getting impatient, we are not an Amazon Prime delivery and we are in this for the long haul. And we make mistakes. We make mistakes. Yeah, really. definitely. Yeah. That's Embrace one thing it. I got from this. Yes, I love that. I love that. Well, Sasha, thank you so much. We'll let you go because I know we're running short on time. I've got another interview in a bit as well. Um, I'll be living, uh, speaking to um, uh, Olivia Hawkins. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, thank you so much for chatting to me today, Sasha. We will organize um, chapter two. Um, I think we do this again like this, actually. I quite like this, having this on YouTube. And uh, we can you re repurpose this for like TikTok and stuff and give, give people some good tips and stuff. That'd be really good. Um before we get out of here, guys, I need I need to remind you guys about Pod Aid um, on um, at nine a.m. on uh, on Thursday, the 29th of September. We're going to be doing a twenty four hour live podcast. It's going to be fantastic. Um, we are going to be at Love to Stay, and they've got an amazing uh, room upstairs. I've got pictures here actually. I've still got them uh, from the live show. Look, that's an amazing room. We're going to have our studio at the back there. Um, with cameras, uh, with, uh, Charles Descom's given us TV cameras to use. Um, we've got 24 hour long guests coming along. We're sponsored by Reach. They're going to make us look sexy with all our media and social media and all this sort of stuff. And we're going to be raising as much money as we can for Lingen Davis. Um, we raised over three thousand pounds last year. Um, uh, so we're going to be working hard to try and and beat that this year. Um, but pay attention because there's going to be lots of change in the social media. It will come to life in the next couple of weeks. Um, so please pay attention to Pod Aid. And if you can find the Facebook page, give it a follow and like and stuff because it will come to life soon. Um, Sasha, thank you so much for 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 joining me today. It's been a great chat to you. Thank you. And uh, well, we'll catch you guys next time on the Shoes Biscuit. Peace out. <laughs>